Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three cr.org.au. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. Out of the Pan a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. For those listening to the first broadcast on Sunday, thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the Marine News as they do every Sunday from eleven thirty till noon. And well, opened up today with Cold Chisel the title track of their second album from the late 70s, Breakfast at Sweethearts. Um, That's the 1999 CD version with three other tracks, It Ain't Wrong, Mona and the Preacher and Metho Blues. And every track today has the word heart in the song title because I'm joined in the studio by someone who's a very good friend of performer Bo Heartbreaker, and that's Selena Jenkins. Selena, Good to have you here. I don't think I've had in 10 years. This is the first time you've been on the show. It's been a very, very long time. Absolutely. Well, it's good to have you back because you're an absolute trooper. It's great to be back, Sally. It's so just lovely to be in these studios again and looking over at your face. And <laughs> yeah. It's wonderful. It's, yeah, I must, I must admit, as I came in today and was thinking about it, um, a lot of memories. Um, for a long time back. Let's talk about Selena's friend, Bo. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, Go brought for you it. here, of course, because it is um, comedy festival time. It, um, kicked, it has now kicked off um, and it's all happening and there was stuff on TV. But um, um, you are performing as Bo in a show. Tell us about that for starters. Sure. Let's get the plug over and done with nice and early so Fair we can enough. get on to more interesting things. But no, I am doing a show in this year's Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Uh it is the self-titled, it's just called Bo Heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. So if you are looking for it online or in the guide, just look for Bo Heartbreaker. You can't yep. miss him. He's has quite a large beard and a Kubra hat. So yep. uh, keep your eye out for that. And I'm, I'm performing, look, I don't know, Sally, why I thought this was a good idea, but I'm performing <laughs> for the full festival, which is 22 shows. Um, oh, my God. I'm about to give up my coffee for uh, you. Uh, thank you. That would be great. <laughs> so we're only three shows. I think tonight's four shows in yep. um, will be, so quite a, uh, a fair bit to go. But, yeah, if you are if, if you are looking for a show that you um, – so it's not offensive, which is great. Comedy sometimes walks a really fine line, mm. but I work really hard to keep this one um, – as responsible as I can, but in saying that, it's really bloody funny. Good, and uh, and so Bo sings and tells stories about his life and adventures and all sorts of things. And there's a few twists and turns that you won't see coming. And yeah, so look it up and and pop along. I'm seven pm uh, every night, just about mm-hmm. in and in at the Melbourne Town Hall. So in at the the Fab Melbourne Town Hall, the sort of well, there's lots of course great venues with the comedy festival but it does seem to be headquarters it's an easy one to find that's right um collins and swanson um lots of trams from all directions um all that sort of stuff absolutely and um 
Yeah, twists and turns. I mean, I was thinking, as I said, Bow Heartbreak has been existing for 12, 15 years. Well, I don't know if Bo's been around that long, but I've certainly been doing character work for yeah. that period of time. <clears throat> Bo's probably, yeah, I think he sort of came into birth. Well, he probably found his feet about nine years ago, I'd right. say. Um, but he has been kicking around for a long time. He's he's grown a significantly larger beard in the last two-year period, which yeah. is exciting. Mm. <laughs> you might say exciting, well, uh, which is good fun. Well, look, and I, I have to say, I couldn't resist the thought struck me as I posted on Facebook this morning, and I should add that if people want to post on my Facebook page or out of the pans, um, please do so, or text in 61401078981, email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com or tweet at Sal Gold said so. Um, given that it's WrestleMania tomorrow, I was struck by the similarities between Bo Heartbreaker and um, Bray Wyatt. Um, yeah, has... I did see. I saw the image, and I thought, yeah, it's you know, it's remarkable. I travel around. I take this show to a lot of different places, and I am always looking for the bloke in the room. And there's always at least one yeah. that's a spitting image of Bo, and so I make sure I get a selfie with that particular <laughs> person who thinks what is going on here. Um, because beards, how trendy are those enormous bush ranger style beards? Which is exactly why Bo would have one. Well, yes, they're back. Um, so. Um... It is um, good to see, and um, well, good luck against the Undertaker tomorrow. No, that's Bray Wyatt, <laughs> WrestleMania Thirty One. That would, was my would give it a go, wouldn't he? He'd give it a go. He'd, He'd give, give it, it a, a go. go. Yeah, <laughs> oh, tag team in the making. Um, take on the Usos. Sorry, I'll get out of WrestleMania mode for the um, for the botched spot people on Facebook and come back to the interview. So yeah, Bo's been around a long time. How has um, Bo evolved? And I'm going to put a question then as well, two parts to it. How has Selena evolved in, in that well, nine years? yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, I suppose Bo, um, Bo really has evolved significantly. When I first started doing character comedy and, and specifically this character, um, being a woman performing as a man, because the only, I suppose the... the the only other sort of work like that I'd seen, it was always the character, the male characters were always quite overstated. Mm. Um, they were often, you know, expressed sort of hyper-masculinity and sometimes, you know, I found that a little bit offensive and or they were crude or they were, you know, and so that was, that's what I thought you had to do. And I remember doing, you know, my first comedy festival show, I think in 2007 as this character and and I had a um, I had the reviewer, Helen Razor, pop along to the show. Uh-huh. Or she might have come to the Fringe show, I'm not sure, but... She wrote this lovely review, um, which was really supportive, but it, but she also spoke about how she was lost in the parts of the show where Bo spoke about his meat and three veg or where it did get crass or crude because um, mm-hmm. I was sort of still making mention in character that I was, you know, a hairy woman or whatever, you know, I was still doing those yeah. sorts of things. And, and it really changed the way that I looked at doing this oh. character work. I thought, oh, well, I... I, no, I don't have to be crude or or st- stereotypical or any of those things. I can just develop a real fair income male character um, who can be endearing, who can have really wonderful traits, who doesn't have to be sexist or offensive to anyone. Uh, and I can do that and it will still be a great show. People will still want to see it. And so she really changed. And it's interesting because I've never spoken to her about it. I'd love to mm. invite her to this year's comedy festival. Um so that she can see how much Bo's developed. But now there's certainly no mention uh, when I'm as character, I'm certainly as character. I don't mention that I'm a woman dressed as a man and I don't do any of those crude jokes at all. He's just, he's really developed into a 
a really lovable, gorgeous, you know, male character. So, so that's been a really great little trip, I suppose. Well, I, th- I think that's a really good call because, yes, there were... I do remember from some of the early Drag King performances that some were really overstated and sexist, racist, etc. And one, um, one got nominated in a bad way at the Tranner Awards many years ago for that. And I think it's good that you've picked up on it because I, I think apart from the performance, um, performers who are, we'll say, utilising gender identity and gender expression have a great chance to explore these issues which society, whilst it's creeping along still doesn't do often enough absolutely and and i think this idea that um there's really and and even now today when you sort of look around through cabaret and comedy scene there's really not a lot or, or if any other women performing as um as really realistic male characters there's quite a few male performers that do quite mm. realistic female characters and they're certainly never you know, they're never called a drag queen or they're never called, yep. a, you know, whereas I, I still struggle a lot with, with with explaining to people that, no, it's character comedy. It's the same as what the blokes are doing. It just yep. happens that I'm a woman doing it, you know, because there's a lot of that, oh, well, you must be doing some kind of offensive thing. You must be having a mm. go at, having a go at men. And, and so I do spend a lot of my time, probably less now, um, trying to explain myself. I just say, come and see the show. I just say, just come and if you've got questions or you're doubting what I do, just pop along and see the show. Spend an hour with Bo and then... See how you see. feel afterwards, and and generally, well, well, always um, people say, "Yeah, you're right. This is a just a this could be my brother or my uncle or my cousin or you know." So he's, yeah, it does feel challenging, but it feels like it's um it's work worth putting in. Yeah, look, I think you've hit on a lot of points there. A lot of the early drag queen characters were way too exaggerated, um, both in look and speech and all that sort of thing, and that didn't really help anyone, but some were really good. And um, I, th- I give credit often to Amanda Munro, who I think does does it really well. But I think, yeah, we do, um, there is more of it happening. And the, 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 the character that Bo reminds me of is, is the, the sort of the Australian sort of Henry Lawson type of bushman, the rugged exterior, but a gentle heart underneath is I think what you're portraying. And I think that as much as I hate using binary terms, it's a good mix of, in inverted commas, masculine and feminine, and then I'll add in perhaps all points in between, around, above and below, and diagonal. Yes. <laughs> and that's a really good way to explore gender identity and gender expression and have a bit of good, darn wholesome, clean fun doing it. And it, and it, is, so, it is so fun, you know, and people say, oh, well, you know, People want to meet Bo after the show. They don't want to meet me. They don't want to talk to me, <laughs> which is fun. No, which is actually really understandable after that show. But they do. They want to carry on the dialogue with Bo because they say this bloke is a really good. And, and I think what's really interesting is that I think the reason that this character is so accessible is because he does have, you know, he he does express. Um, quite recognisable sort of masculine traits, which is even a bizarre thing to find coming out of my mouth now. But, you know, he's a lot of mainstream audiences are comfortable with him. They say, oh, yes, you know, he's got a beard and he he loves his mum and he's, you know, still a bloke and all those sort of things. Mm. But he also expresses huge amounts of vulnerability um, on stage, which I think then in turn makes him far more, you know, accessible and, and people want to talk to him about it, but but a lot of people that goes over a lot of people's heads, and they think, oh no, he's just a good bloke. That's why I want to mm. meet Bo. But I think, oh no, I think maybe it's because he, you know, gave you permission to be vulnerable. <clears throat> excuse me, with him in that space, you know, and 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 it makes it a far more attractive sort of idea to hang out with him. 
that's a really cool thing. Let's have a um, have a breather. We've got some more heart themed music. Um, here's a, a track from Minute Works' third studio album, the one after it all sort of, um, which I thought was one of their best. Um, but um, it was the title track, appropriately, Two Hearts. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au. Out of the pan with Sally and guest Selena Jenkins. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Paul Miller, a.k.a. DJ Spooky, straight out of New York City. I'm checking in with Australia on 855 on your AM dial. And remember, community radio is subscription-sponsored, and I think it's incredibly important to always remember that it's a different perspective. Check it. Community radio now and beyond.3CR, 855am, digital, 3cr.org.au. Start sliding down the other side of the hump on a Wednesday afternoon with Lazy Wednesday Arvo. Um, great. One of the many great shows on 3CR, diversity at its best. We just heard from, Pride of the Messages, from Men at Work, Two Hearts. And um, the title track of that album, Hearts, in honour of Selena Jenkins, who is our guest and Selena's friend, Bo Heartbreaker. I'm loving this theme, Sally. It's great. We've got hearts everywhere. We can't, <laughs> and we can't have enough love. And I actually, not that the listeners will know, but I did pull out the heart earrings for today. It did seem <laughs> to go with it. But um, we're talking about how people are endearing to to Bo and your performances. Have there been challenges, though? Has there been the proverbial other side of the coin to what yeah. you've been doing? Absolutely. Are you okay uh, to talk about that? Yeah, of course, of course. It's not too triggering for me, as long as it's not too triggering for any other performers out there. <laughs> but I think it'll be okay. No, I mean, Bo has always... This particular character has always been incredibly well-received, and it, and it surprises me every time. So every time I take this character on tour, whether it be nationally or internationally, I am always so surprised at 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 the wonderful response that he gets i forget all the time you know i get this sort of normal paranoia and nerves thinking well i'm a woman and uh, and i'm a queer woman you know i'm an, i'm an out queer woman not that mm-hmm. everyone would would presume that automatically but i but i am and mm-hmm. i'm performing as a male character and there's no other women you know doing this kind of character work so people generally haven't seen it especially if i'm in a rural town um, or mm-hmm. environment and so I always think, oh, no, what's this going to be like, you yeah. know? Um, and 
I'd say for the initial 30 seconds that Bo walks on stage... Yeah. Um, it, it, with a with a semi sort of main, when I say and when I say mainstream audience, I just generally mean a, a very mixed audience mm. um, that may not necessarily have a lot of exposure to alternative art forms. That's what I yeah. mean when I use that phrasing. Mm. But uh, I'd say that you know, the moment I walk on stage, I've probably got about ten percent of the audience feeling okay about it. But there's yeah. probably still ninety that are reasonably unsure about what's about to hit them in the face. <laughs> so, uh, so I look out and. Um, and sometimes there's arms crossed and sometimes mm-hmm. someone will yell out, you know, what's this, you know, what are you? Or, uh, and, but 30 seconds in, I'll look out again and I'll have them, which is, which is really lovely. Wow. So, so it's, and it's because he's such an, an open character. Mm. You know, he just sort of looks out in the audience and he says, g'day, and he introduces himself. And, and I think people say, oh, this, this is not as threatening as what I had presumed it would be. So responses really are mixed, uh, Sometimes that's terrifying because mm-hmm. sometimes there will be, you know, quite a large individual. And when I mean large, I mean, you know, quite a, a, an intimidating looking individual sitting in the front row, arms crossed, you know, just yeah. waiting to rip it to shreds. Um, and I've had that before. And then I've had a particular individual, a bloke, sort of turn around halfway through the set and, and exclaim to the 400 plus audience yeah. that it's OK. This bloke's OK. You know? <laughs> so that was nice that he came round and felt that he had to share that. A positive, uh, a sort of positive heckle. A positive heckle. Something new. So I, you know, I gave him a little thankful nod and um, and sort of went on with it. But, yeah, you know, the, the response is, is really wonderful. People are surprised themselves. A lot of people will come up and say, I thought I was going to hate that. I had no idea what I was in for. I was really nervous about it. Um I didn't know if it was going to have, you know, what content there was going to be or what was going to happen. And they said, and I just thoroughly enjoyed, you know, seeing that character do do what he does. And so that's that's what that's why I keep doing it. To be honest, it's this idea that I'm very subtly introducing something a little bit different to audiences mm. that haven't experienced that before. Yeah, I'm curious that you, you know, there's, you know, you're sort of out there, you know, sort of pioneering your. You know, making the new path, um, and not not too many others did it. I mean, obviously, Drag Kings in Melbourne, which you know, sort of, sort of, sort of, sort of led to all of this, and a big tick to the bumper bar. Yeah, yeah um, from many years ago, and acknowledging that part of Melbourne's, we'll say, queer and gender diverse history. But you say not a lot of people doing it. Yeah, not a, not a lot of people are. Um, and I think you know, I'm starting to people are starting to get in contact with me who would like to start developing um, really realistic. Uh, male characters, um, other women, and that's that's really wonderful. And I'll always catch up with them and have a chat and talk about cool. the development of this character because I just think I think there absolutely needs to be more of it. You know how wonderful if 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 characters is what you do and what you would like to do more of, um, it shouldn't make any difference if you what gender that character is or isn't. Um, you should just be able to get on with your art form. I think which would be nice. <laughs> which is a really good call. You know, it doesn't matter. You know who the gender of the the character is, and who, which gender will say in inverted commas underneath is performing. And I've often had, um, to be precise, cisgender women say to me, "I'd love to do drag queen." I said, "Who's stopping you?" Oh, but only men can do drag queens. Who bloody says? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think there's lots of ways to do it because I think that a lot of you know, I think sometimes you know there could be lots of explanations why they might not want to do it, but maybe you know there isn't enough. Glammy, glammy uppiness in day to day female life. There's not enough space for it. Um, you know, I admit that I'm totally 
bad time management. I should. I'd like to wear makeup more, and I never get around to putting it on. But um, you know, I think we don't we don't get enough of it. And um, I think that you know anything that can break down binaries, to use my favourite hashtag, binary busters, um, on gender, sexual orientation, anything. Um, it's got to be good. So yeah, I, to- um, I totally agree, Sally. I absolutely yeah, agree. With so um, well, we'll keep that in mind. And look, um, if people um, want to get in touch with you know me via Facebook and about that sort of performance, offer, will gladly um, put you in touch because it would be really good to have a, a you know a, a troop. <laughs> it could be really it just, interesting. It, it would be nice just to to give you know to let people know that um, that yes, it is really challenging. Uh, Especially when you're moving outside of sort of any kind of queer, when you're outside yeah. of a queer art scene, it is is really really challenging. And there's moments where I just sometimes um, experience horrible um, uh, things from um, from people in the public and and have a little cry and and sort of move on and deal with it. But it's also incredibly rewarding to do this sort of stuff. It, it look yeah, it's like it's sort of like anything when it's close to your heart, when it's really good, it's awesome, and when it gets attacked, it breaks you well mm. dare i use a really bad pun it breaks your heart but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is um a cool thing and i mean the other thing you've got as well is your musical ability which adds into those performance How? yes which is great because i get to fill half the show with it which is <laughs> you know which is really good and you know what sort of um you know ha- material for songs as opposed to you know spoken material yeah how, how, absolutely how does that come in you know how does i mean how does it come in and how do you keep Finding ideas for what sort of things come up. I think when I'm just writing music for uh, for little spots, you know, one off a five minute, a ten minute set, or a twenty minute set, then um, those songs are just generally about day to day experiences that I presume a lot of us have. You know, it can be public transport, it can be you know a climate change song. So there's lots of things, mm. um, and I'll just sort of put that in a some kind of comedic form and, and write a nice little song about it. When I do a put together a 60 minute show mm. um, the idea of the show and the journey I feel like there has to be there has to be a journey with Bo you know yes. because he is a very good storyteller um, so I sort of come up with the idea of what his journey would be and then I write the songs in accordance with that you know mm. so the idea sort of pops first and then I think oh yeah okay well now I have to write a song about you know this and this and this and this to sort of smooth out his journey and to have that make sense yeah or to have it as we'll say I don't know, peaks and troughs or... Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah mm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, a complex character or a simple character, who's to say? <laughs> Let's go with both. Both is good. Both is good. <laughs> both That's is right. Good. Why does it have to be either or? More binary busting. Let's have a breather, um, do some... Um, and come back and do maybe a bit more binary busting with Selena Jenkins after we hear from Brooks and Dunn from... Oh, goodness, this one was way back in the 90s somewhere from a collection called Country's Most Wanted. Um, So pan-genre music, knowing no boundaries of genre. Um, 3CR, 855am, digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally and guest Selena Jenkins. 3CR, 855am, digital, 3cr.org.au. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan with Sally Goldner and Selena Jenkins is my guest today. And we just heard from Brooks and Dunn from a compilation from... Ages and ages ago, um, at least in the 90s, countries most wanted the best of contemporary country, um, both Australian and um, around the world. And um, we had Brooks and Dunn, my next broken heart. Let's not have too many. Um, 
Bo Heartbreaker um, does um, sort of, um, well, do you break hearts? I should have to say. Well, it's, it's <laughs> you know, it's always really interesting that the, that name, I can't even remember where that came about. I suppose he, I thought he looked like a bit of a heartbreaker and it seemed like a, a fun name to roll with. And But I forget often that, that it's, you know, that his name is Heartbreaker. And so when a tweet pops up or a review pops up and someone says, oh, he did, you know, he did either warm my heart or break my heart or whatever comes out, I always think, oh, that's that's a really interesting way to look at it. But of course, that's his that's his name so it makes a lot of sense but um i don't know i think you know i think he i like to think that he warms people's hearts let's say that yeah, yeah. i i think from what you've said he does he does sound like a heart warmer yeah um, yeah which yeah, is yeah. pretty which is a good thing in this day and age we can't get I, don't, I think we can only get too much of that um so um yep good he's a good bow he's a good bow <laughs> he's yeah. a good bow so just coming back once again, um, you know, Bow Heartbreakers eponymous show. There's a good word. We've got oh, a... that's a great. That needs to go on the poster, Sally. That's fantastic. You should be doing on my PR. This is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, so no one's ever said that to me as an ex, at an ex account. But um, anyway, um, the eponymous show. Um, let's just run through the details again and also have a chat a bit about comedy and the comedy festival. Sure thing. So the show is called Bow Heartbreaker and uh, you can't miss the image. He's a heavily bearded bloke in a Cobra mm. hat. Um, it's running right through till the end of the festival, which wraps up on the 19th of April. So that's, you know, what is that, six months away now? It feels like it does. <laughs> I've got about another 20 shows to do, I think. Uh, so it's nightly at the Melbourne Town Hall, 7pm uh, and 6pm on Sundays. And you can grab tickets through the Comedy Festival website or directly through Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster. Um, so lots of ways to get tickets and, of course, get along to lots of other comedy festivals. Yes, comedy is, you know, comedy is fun. Sometimes comedy is not so fun, but, yeah. but usually it is really yeah. fun. And I just want to encourage people, if you don't mind, Sally, to if you are interested in seeing a show or a couple of shows at, at this year's comedy festival or any festival that pops up, um, please check out people that you don't necessarily know mm. or have heard of before because there's some real gems uh, in amongst the programming. Yes. Uh, and they're not necessarily all the really famous, well-known um, comics. So please make sure you do trawl through that guide uh, or online and just pick out a couple that you think look interesting that you might not have necessarily heard of before. Well, look, every... Com- comedian, probably every performer of some sort, had to start some, you know, start somewhere, that's and exactly because right. someone came along and saw them when they were lesser known. So yeah, I think that's a really good call. And I know, um, you know, queer film festivals say the same thing: stretch yourself a bit, you know, go beyond the the comfort zone, and perhaps see something you wouldn't. So I agree with that, um, and you know, have a think about things. And um, as part of the comedy scene, and of course, um, you know, the Melbourne Comedy Festival is one of the three big festivals of the world, if I'm still... Yes, no, it, it absolutely is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's plenty there to see. Um, oh, there's so many. There's over... I feel like there's over 500 shows. I think that sounds right. Oh, look, it is. So it's it, huge, isn't it? I know. I sort of... I did get the... the um, I'm... Forgive environmentalists, forgive me, I'm old fashioned, but I did get the paper thing and start waning through it. And it's just, it is huge and there is lots to see. And, um, you know, look, I, you know, I think even for someone who is starting out, if there's got to be some degree of quality, so I don't think I've never really, I mean, and of course, comedy is subjective. Um, so people say, I didn't like the show. Well, that's, you know, everyone's call, cool, but I don't think there's really any, I can't remember any, seeing any 
you know, bad quality performers, so to speak, if I can put it that way, at a comedy festival show. There's some does seem to be some degree of standard in there. So even yes, yeah, it's not a huge risk to see someone you've never heard of. So rock along. No, I think it's and I think it's a great risk. Sometimes I think it's more of a risk to see somebody that you, you know, that is these really well known. You know, so I think uh, yes, people that are sort of up and coming are putting in a lot of work um, to get their shows up to scratch. Um, obviously, if. Uh, you know, I'm a, a, a really big supporter of, um, of female artists and female comics. So, you know, and there's certainly not enough of those in the program, even though there's, you know, quite a few this year. So please uh, support your female artists. Um, and if you do, and, and this happens every comedy festival, but if you do hear of a comedian who's who's doing material that is really offensive, um, uh-huh. you know, speak up about it because the, the people that organise this festival and program this festival really need to have that feedback in order to keep a tap on that for future festivals. So that's an important part as well. Tell them what you love and, and tell them what, you know, is really offensive if anything pops up. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm with that. I mean, the amount of time even at so-called queer festival events, I've heard transphobic and biphobic stuff, and I'm sitting there going, oh, yeah, I'm a member of this overall group of communities, and I'm sitting here paying my money to hear this new. So yeah, I think that's absolutely. a good good call. And But, yeah, also point out some good stuff as well. Yes, definitely. Yeah. definitely. More, more yin and yang or um, black and white or something yeah. together. <laughs> so, you know, I'll let you go because you've got a mountain of rehearsing and gluing beards on and all sorts of stuff yes i do do. it's all about the gluing of the beards yeah um we won't give away that trade secret on air (laughs) but um you know look thanks so much for coming in thanks for i just think for entertaining a lot of people and for someone of course myself who's all about um celebrating all genders i think you're doing your part you're at part of it in your way so thanks for doing that and chookers for well, all of the season, however long it seems seems to be running. <laughs> it does seem to run for a long time. Thank you, Sally, for having me. I've really enjoyed coming on. Thank you. All right. Selena Jenkins on 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au. You're on Out of the Pan. You're listening to Radio 3CR, and I am Associate Professor in History, Claire Wright. I'm so Hey Jodie, I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. Oh, just in the words of the Pointer Sisters, hey? What? What's happening? The new 3CR t-shirts are coming out. We had a competition, Kate Reid won it, and it's so beautiful. It's got roses and a love heart, and then the caption is, resistance is fertile. Oh, too deadly that, eh? So in order to get one, go to the 3CR website and follow the link to shop. And right. they're $30. $30? Oh, yeah. what a bargain. And 25 for kids. You'll be able to secure one for yourself because they're in hot demand. Yay, get one now. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. Get excited. Support 3CR. Be fashionable. It's a total win, 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 win solution. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon. Oh, really any time now. I've got to get with the times because there's lots of ways you can listen to the show. Um, you can listen on demand pretty much immediately after the show finishes. You get the whole show for the week, including the pan genre music. Um, there is the podcast, which now goes up. And now that Auntie Sally's got it all figured out, 
goes up pretty quickly um, um, on Sunday afternoons, which is pretty awesome as well. And um, there is a, um, the repeat on Wednesday morning. But getting in, not for this week's repeat, this is going to get me thinking. Um, next week being um, Easter, there won't be a repeat of the Sunday show. It'll be something else. Um, still out of the pan, but um, you know, another show. Um, and, um, of course, next week, um, daylights, if those listening live on the Sunday, um, daylight savings will have finished. So make the necessary time adjustments. I haven't had enough coffee to work it out in my head what you have to do. So, you know, it's a, and I'm always reminded of that old, hey, hey, it's Saturday sketch. Um, sort of, this is Chicago, where the time is nine o'clock. If you're in the East, you add three hours. Uh, no, that's two hours. If you're in the West, one hour. Oh, to hell with it. Anyway, um, hi to John Blackman, if you're listening. I hope I did you some sort of, um, some sort of uh, justice. Anyway, um, I suppose I should give copyright to Billy Pinnell for taking a, using all the music on a theme today. Um, one of the great Melbourne DJs of our time. All right, things what are coming up in our um, WWCOTW community, whatever we're calling ourselves this week. Um, the Polyvic Social is on this afternoon, the last Sunday of the month at Palookaville from about 5, 5.30. There'll be people there pretty much through till at least 10. Um, so pop in for a couple of hours, have a have a meal, have a drink and have a chat. Um, what else is on TV? A bit of a quiet week. Uh, what else is on? A bit of a quiet week this week. Um, Bent TV should be on Friday night, but of course it is Easter, so a lot of things might be a bit quiet. Um, as far as I know, the Gender Queer Australia group are meeting at Hairy Little Sister in Little Collins Street on the fourth on Saturday the fourth. Um, the T Birds, which is usually the first Friday of the month, is moving to the second Friday because of Easter and acknowledging that. And um, um, there is a Cherche La Femme on Tuesday week, the 7th after Easter, um, which looks at pop, um, feminism and pop. Um, I'd like to, I could do that all day. Um, a bit more Hey Hat Saturday, the pop quiz that they used to have. I'll stop reminiscing. Um, also got to wish lots of people, if your faith is important to you, um, for Easter. Um, wish you all the best. There are lots of safe places to go for queers. Um, um, uni, uni, uh, the uni, um, Unitarian Church um, is one. Um, many, many others. Um, check some queer guides or perhaps you can Facebook me if you want and I'll find them for you. Uh, Metropolitan Community Church. And of course, for those whose Jewish faith slash spirituality slash belief is um, important to them, happy Passover coming up. Um, of course, if you're traveling somewhere over the next week, uh, or I'll say using the roads, whether you're a driver, pedestrian, cyclist, take lots of care. People, um, it's busy on the roads, particularly out in rural, regional and rural areas, and probably particularly on Thursday night as pe- um, this week coming as people head out of the city. Um, you know, let's just um, just breathe, um, chill, t- tune into 3CR and get some great entertainment. You'll be cool. Um so, what else has been? Um, is, that's lots happening. What's what have I been up to during the week? Um, it seems like it's been a busy week. Um, I've got to say, a record number of presentations of all sorts um, as part of my work as a queer trainer slash educator, whatever. Um, and I know colleagues from Transgender Victoria spoke to RMIT third year social workers during the week, which is great. Um, did some aged care training in a religious organisation, and there were and people were very polite about the debate. 
Um, and they raised some fair points. And, you know, um, you know, sort of one was, you know, if one was from someone who was a nun or is a nun but doesn't wear a habit as such and says the people in Mardi Gras who put habits on, are they mocking me? Is that a fair question? Um, I, and this raised, you know, I'm just going to throw a point out there that in the past, yes, that Christianity overall, by and large, has not been supportive of, I'll say, LGBT. Is it shifting? Do we still need to do that? Now, I'm not going to say to the sisters of perpetual indulgence who do that, you know, pack up and go home. But, um, you know, sort of how we work it out, I'm not saying there's an easy answer. Similarly, there was debate about the use of the word marriage, and it was hard to get through to one person that there is civil marriage and religious marriage, if marriage is your cup of whatever. Um, so a very interesting debate. Um, what else? Um, i got to say I had a fantastic um, week um, last and the week before last on a panel about navigating privilege um, to be, um, with Clementine Ford and others, and that will be, was being recorded, so watch out for that. And there's been a couple of panels go up on the Wheeler Centre's um, website um, from the Middlesex week in November last year, um, which discuss, one, discussing trans issues, yours truly, Buck Angel, Jeremy Wiggins, Kai Clancy, facilitated by the Fab Cath Duncan, and also one on the future of sex with James Dominguez, Anne Hunter, Linda Kirkman, um, Cindy Darnell. So there's lots of that. And also during the week, check out the Project's website, um, the project on Channel 10 did a short segment, about four, well, it's four minutes on the website, I think it was a bit shorter when it went to air, on open relationships. And it was, you know, at least respectful, of course, not enough time in four minutes to go into all the details. And the more I personally look at open, multiple ethical relationships, there's a lot more to it than what appears. There's um, things that I must admit I don't know a lot about, but in terms like relationship anarchy and solo polyamory things to talk about. Um, so well done to the project, a very respectful piece, and it is nice to see this sort of respectful media where in the past a lot of this, we'll say anything other than Tarzan Jane heteronormative monogamy, was treated in a very disrespectful way. So at least so long as it's balanced, I think that's all we ask. Um, what else has been a happening? On Friday went to the um, LG, sorry, LBQ, um, don't go on autopilot, just got onto the autopilot of LGBTI and had to shift because this was the Lesbian, Bi and Queer Women's Conference, the first of its kind in Melbourne, and focused more on sexual orientation and overwhelmingly positive, apart from one incident where some research was being presented and the research wasn't the problem, it was the fact that people laughed at some people's self-affirmed labels, which I thought wasn't on, Happily, though, it seems quite a few other people thought it wasn't on. And I know labels are a big debate, but at an individual level, if someone looks me in the eye and says, this is the label that works for me, I, I, have, I will accept that and totally celebrate that as part of diversity more than accept it. And we don't have a right at an individual level. As for trying to work one out for our community as a whole... I've been around now for nearly 20 years since I came out, and I don't have an answer to that. And the first person who comes up with an answer that we agree on will get some sort of um, knighthood. I was thinking the other day, maybe we should just call ourselves the Evs community, which apparently is the current word that used to be what Evs, as I try to make sure I look as a nearly 50-year-old, um, some sort of youth, have some sort of youth cred. don't know what the answer is for us overall, um, and I don't think... 
We will maybe in time there is a generational shift of course on the word queer. I totally acknowledge for a lot of people, let's say roughly now, over fifty, give or take, that was a very offensive word. In thirty to fifty, people are rec- you know, there's a, it's mixed. Under thirty, it seems to be reclaimed a lot or have less offence. Things shift over time. Maybe whoever's sitting here doing this program in however long when I'm um, in the next life, um, well, who knows? They'll have a word we all agree on. But just let's respect each other in terms of labels as an, at an individual level and respect everyone else's right to have theirs. All right, I'd better get out of here and make way for um, freedom of species, um, talking animal activism, vegetarian, um, vegan, I'm sorry, vegan, and um, um, all things animale. Uh, Roy's busily um, waiting outside the studio. Finish up with our hearts theme today, um, in honour of Bo Heartbreaker, the character played by Selena Jenkins, who was our guest, and thanks to Selena for coming in as part of the busy time that is the comedy festival. Always love this one from Richard Clapton, and here's a version from his 1989 live album, The Best Years of Our Lives. Um, yep, an ace of hearts, and in a few weeks we'll have some aces in, um, but not cards, um, from the group, the Melbourne Asexual Group. Um, so that's in a few weeks' time. But in the meantime, um, here's Richard Clapton. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch ya next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.